They say that those who forget their history are condemned to repeat it. This is the History Lessons Podcast with certified financial planning practitioner Patrick Huey, author of History Lessons for the Modern Investor and your guide to financial wisdom in the past, present, and future. You ready? Good. Let's get historical. Historical? Indeed. This is the History Lessons Podcast for the week of July the 31st, 2023. Let's hashtag it HL, the number four, T-M-I. If you're a modern investor seeking some historical perspective, well, friends, you are once again in the right place. This week, we're talking about Mark Twain's monetary policy and Teddy Roosevelt's critics. But first, the news. Last week, we seemed to move from the Charles Dickens economy, best of times, worst of times, to the Samuel Clemens, a.k.a. Mark Twain version as in rumors of economic demise have been seemingly grossly exaggerated. You see, much of the best of times, worst of times narrative rested on the disparity between goods, buying stuff, and services, buying performed tasks. Well, in June, goods spending rebounded rising 0.8%, and despite falling in seven of the last 12 months, is now up 1.5% in that period. Meanwhile, spending on services rose 7.5% in the past year. Personal incomes rose 0.3% in June, closing out the first half of the year in robust form. PCE prices, the Federal Reserve's preferred measure of inflation, rose just 0.2% in June, pushing the 12-month comparison down to 3. It's 3% inflation. And real GDP was reported growing at 2.4% in Q2 beating consensus expectations. So is economic demise and recession off the table for 2023 and beyond? Let's not put all the chips on that bet just yet. The lags between monetary policy and its effects on the economy are long and variable. And sometimes it's better to keep your mouth closed and let people think you're a fool than to open it and remove all doubt. Thank you, Mark Twain. Next up, we'll charge the Wayback Machine and head back in time for this week's history lesson. But first, this word from our sponsor. Interest rates are rising, and your annuity purchased in the last decade might not be keeping up, which means your financial plan may be falling behind. So if you own a deferred annuity, fixed, indexed, or variable worth more than $250,000, now is the time to review it and make sure it is doing all that it can for you and your financial plan. Let us help you keep your retirement on track. Introducing Victory Independent Planning. VIP turns complex financial matters into clear and confident solutions, so you can relax and enjoy retirement whenever it arrives. Get the Annuity Review Kit now. This complimentary kit includes a variety of checklists, resources, 
and ebooks to review the fees, features, and flexibility, or lack thereof, in your current annuity contract. It will even help you assess your overall investment goals and the people who are offering you advice. Get the kit today, because you can't teach an old annuity new tricks. To learn how VIP can help you review your annuity, click on the link in the show notes or go to victoryindependentplanning.com annuity review. That's victoryindependentplanning.com annuity review. Sign up for peace of mind today. Alexa, charge the Wayback Machine and set it for the year 1905. Charging Wayback Machine. On August 5th, 1905, President Theodore Roosevelt hosts the peace commissioners of the Russian and Japanese governments at his home in Oyster Bay, New York. Now, it's the beginning of TR's Nobel Peace Prize winning effort to end the Russo-Japanese War. As the President of the United States, he pursued a, pursued a diplomatic strategy to mediate a peaceful resolution between Russia and Japan, who were engaged in a fierce conflict over territorial and regional dominance in the Far East. If that seems like a paradox for the president who coined the phrase big stick diplomacy, well, Roosevelt's whole life seems a paradox. Aside from a jingoistic peacemaker, he was also an environmentalist and big game hunter, as well as a one percenter and a trust buster. Theodore Roosevelt's effort to end the Russo-Japanese War demonstrated his commitment to international diplomacy and conflict resolution. And his mediation played a pivotal role in bringing about a peaceful resolution of the hostilities between Russia and Japan. His efforts earned him the Nobel Prize in 1906, making him the first American to receive that prestigious award. Overall, Teddy Roosevelt's life provides numerous lessons for investors, emphasizing the importance of perseverance, prudent decision-making, adaptability, and a long-term vision to achieve financial success and contribute positively to society. Here then are four lessons from Teddy's life for today's investor. Number one, demonstrate persistence and be resilient. Roosevelt faced numerous setbacks and challenges in his personal and political life, including losing his wife and mother on the very same day. And he once got shot before making a political speech in Milwaukee, but he never gave in to despair. Indeed, he finished that speech before heading to the hospital. Be a long-term optimist while understanding that almost anything can happen in the short term. Number two, use diversification to your advantage. Roosevelt's interests and pursuits spanned a wide range of areas. Investors' interests and portfolios should too. Number three, be proactive and decisive in your decision-making. Roosevelt was a decisive leader who took bold actions like intervening in a far-off war. Investors should be proactive in seeking knowledge to make informed decisions based on research, analysis, and long-term planning. Number four, be philanthropic and give back when you are able. Roosevelt believed in public service and giving back to society. Investors can incorporate this mindset by supporting charitable causes and using their financial success to make a positive impact on their communities. Now, final financial planning and long-term optimism often come under criticism in today's culture of instant gratification and get-rich-quick memes. But here, you'll find another good lesson from the 26th president, who said, 
And I quote, it is not the critic who counts. Wayback Machine disengaged, returning to the year 2023. And finally this week, it's on to the mailbag. You've got mail. This message came in from Rob on LinkedIn, and he asks, after that disastrous Seinfeld impression in a recent episode, thank you, what impression can you use to best read the latest statement from the Federal Reserve? <clears throat> okay, here we go. Recent indicators suggest that economic activity has been expanding at a moderate pace. Job gains have been robust in recent months, and the unemployment rate has remained low. Inflation remains elevated. The U.S. banking system is sound, resilient. Tighter credit conditions for households, businesses are likely to weigh on economic activity, hiring, and inflation. The extent of these effects remains uncertain. The committee remains highly attentive to the inflation risks. P.S. What this economy really needs is more cowbell. Well, my fellow historians, that's all for this week. Check out my book, History Lessons for the Modern Investor. It's available on Amazon.com. And be sure to do all the social stuff, the liking, the sharing, and following, all of those things. We are available on Substack, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So wherever you get your pods, please like and follow us. Keep sending me messages for the mailbag. Until next week, when we'll take another rocking romp through the past and make an investment in your financial future with history lessons for the modern investor. See you next week.